All right, all right, all right. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Up Before You podcast with me, Connor Warman. I want to thank you all for taking the time today to listen to this show, taking the time out of your daily busy life to listen to my voice and whoever I choose to have on this show. Got some exciting news today. We have officially launched our Up Before You coffee line. I know, exciting. We have launched our first line, our first roast, I should say, which is a light roast, and we will be continuing to add to that line as we go. I want to let you guys know you can find that on upbeforeyou.com. Click on the coffee tab. It's right there. It's ready for you. I ask that if you guys do try it out, if you order it, one, thank you for doing so, but two, give me your honest feedback. You know where to find me, Instagram. Some of you might have my phone number. Go ahead and give me a text call. But yeah, just let me know what you think. I'm always down for the feedback. I love the feedback, good or bad, as you know, with this show. And so yeah, give it a shot and let me know what you think. Also want to remind you guys, please to go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating, a five-star rating and a review if you feel so inclined to, if you have been a long-time listener. If not, don't worry about it. Feel it out. Listen to me. Listen to the guests. See what you think and make the decision for yourself. If you do like the show, you go ahead and share us on social media. We are very active on Instagram. We are active on Facebook. We are kind of active on Twitter, but you can find all of those as up before you won, at up before you won. So if you guys feel so inclined to do that, the feedback, the support, everything, guys, means a lot to me. It's like a family to me. A lot of you have been listening since the beginning. You've seen how we've changed and grown over the years. So thanks a lot for all the support, guys. All right. My guest today is David Portillo. Portillo is my friend that I met last summer at a diesel day at Tasha's Ranch, and someone that I've had the pleasure of getting to know better since then. This guy loves to do hard shit, but always manages to do it with a smile on his face. He's someone I look up to in that regard, and we dive into that in more depth throughout this episode. Portillo is from the LA area and now lives in Texas. He joined the Marine Corps in 2002, where he did three deployments. He got out in 2006 before being recalled for a fourth tour in Afghanistan in 2008. Portillo is now a medical technician. He enjoys working out, cold beer, and spending time with family. I think it's probably now clear why him and I have become good friends. And now, without further ado, David Portillo. Portillo, what's up, dude? Long time, no see or talk. Yeah, it's been a while since uh, Big Fish Foundation. Oh, yeah, that's right. I saw you there. I was going to say it's been over a year, but no, I saw you there. Yeah, you were in and out. Like you were there when we stayed, left, went to Vegas, and then came, came back. back, ready to go. Jeez, oh, yeah, dude. How was that weekend? I like, yeah, like you said, I saw part of it, didn't see all of it. How did that go? I was intense, really intense, compared to uh, the first Diesel Day that we did. Yeah, um, it's different because you're partnered up with somebody the whole time, so you can't go at your best. You have to go at somebody else's best and and then all these crossfitters are pretty fit yeah. <laughs> oh, shoot. i said the word <laughs> i said the word take a shot. But, anyways, um, but yeah so like you can't slack even when you're tired you can't really slack because you could give when we did ours it was just doing our own personal best and we could slack off a little bit and slow down but when somebody else is going you can't slow down, so it was it's a lot tougher than than I than I expected. And this extra six hours, brutal, just brutal. I was like, oh man, and I was like, Ugh. at twenty four, I think I was I was okay, 
But especially the last three hours with Brisna, I was like delirious. Like, I was seriously delirious. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. And that was 30 hours, right? Right. So, I like, well, I knew that the only thing that was going to happen is that one, I'm going to finish or I'm going to pass out. <laughs> one of those two. Like, they'll wake me up and I'll be fine. <laughs> but I never quit. Yeah, never quit. Never quit. Pass out, but never quit. <laughs> so, yeah, like, what were you doing? What was the whole event? Explain that a little bit. Uh, well, it was, um, it was, God, maybe can say that word again. It was some um, athletes, <laughs> professional athletes, <laughs> and veterans. And they were, we were um, teamed up for the whole 30 hours. Every three hours, we, we rotated teams, so we all got a chance to work out with each other two times. It consisted of uh, running a loop around the ranch and picking up a log halfway through the through the lap. Um, different log sizes for different points. The bigger the log, the more the points you got. And after an hour and a half, you do as many laps as you could. Then you uh, switch to a to a different exercise, would be rowing and holding a heavy ass bag or uh, burpees. And um, what's that bike called? The salt bike. Yep. So like all everything's for points, of course. And you have a few minutes between um rotation to change your socks, drink some water, you know, eat a little chow, and you go on for thirty hours and just try to make as many points as possible. Yeah. You made that sound like super simple. <laughs> but it's simple for for three hours, yeah, five hours. Once you get to like twenty, thirty, that's when it's not so simple anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what was like the hardest part of that event? Uh, well, for me personally, was trying not to uh, hold back the the athletes because they're, they're they're machines. And I was like, ah, oh, crap, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. <laughs> like, uh, I'm like Josh Bridges. Yeah. Brista, like they were smoking, like Brista was smoking me, like doubling the burpees I could do. I was like, God dang, it's, it's insane. So like, you can't slow down because they're they're doing twice as much as you are, and you're trying to slow slow down or take a break. No, you can't. Like, God, I gotta keep going. I think that was the hardest part. Yeah. And the logs, those, those the gold logs, those were heavy. Those heavy ass logs. Yeah. Would you Especially, guys like? Would you like carry that together or how would you get that up? No, uh, but it's, it was easier doing it yourself. Trying to do it together would slow you down. Yeah. It was awkward. I remember the first lap, me and um, Hobart, we tried to carry it together, but it was a lot slower. So gotcha. it's better to just do it yourself and, and rotate. Gotcha. Especially going up the hill. Yeah. yeah that was, I think that's the hardest. Those, those golden logs were a pain in the ass. <laughs> Who was the hardest person to be paired up with? <laughs> Carla, Carly. Carly, she's a beast. Yeah. Yeah, she's a beast. Uh she she just has this, such a focus. And it was it was Carlene and the, the last six hours. First it was Carlene and then Brista. They were both on like competing for first. So you can't I couldn't slack down. I was like, God, I can't slack. Like they're both fighting for first. Yeah. Like, Shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, so that's funny. You were talking about how like I was there and then I was in Vegas and I came back for the end. That was hilarious. That I'll never forget the night when I was when I got to Vegas. It was like midnight Vegas time. And I got a picture from Tosh of you two hanging out, drinking in the garage. <laughs> it's like one o'clock there. I'm like, you guys are starting in like seven hours. <laughs> that was another thing that was hard. <laughs> yeah. But it was so much you can't I had you had to have fun a little bit, you know. So something I think I learned in the in the core was the suck is gonna come. Like shitty shit times are gonna come. So try to have a little fun while you can. You know? So I was like having that night was a lot of fun, you know, hanging out with Tosh and everybody involved. And all the people in there were super cool, awesome people, like great people that. You just want to keep talking. You can't yeah. stop. And if I would not enjoy that night, I wouldn't have really mingled unknown known them as good as I knew, I do now. But because uh, the next night you're so tired, you can't really conversate. Yeah. Just like, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. So say that again. You said have fun now. The shitty times are gonna come. Yeah, because in in the Marine Corps, you, you know, um, hard times are coming. So have fun, you know, like you, 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 you celebrate when you come back from a deployment, but you know, you're going back. So you're like, well, have fun, you know, cause you never, it's gonna, she times are coming. So have fun, do your, do your job, you know, be a professional, but also have fun. So I knew that 30 hours were going to suck, but I wasn't going to miss out on a good time trying to take it so seriously. Like, it's like, okay, well, this is for charity event. We're going to do our best, but also want to have a good time with these people and, and get to conversate and mingle a little bit. Yeah. That's a cool way to just look at everything. I think like be serious when it's time to be serious, like be a professional, take things seriously. But like when it's time to have fun, like you can't be serious all the time. You're going to drive yourself crazy. Yeah. So I think that's and there cool. were some Marines that, I mean, some people do need to be like that. If not, everybody's going to go crazy. <laughs> but I, but yeah, I was you got to have some order. Just, yeah, you have to have one or two people that are like, hey, hey guys, all right, it's four in the morning, let's go to bed, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but but yeah, it's I just feel like it's, it's life has to be fun, you know. Above all, yeah, be successful is important, but being successful and measurable, what's the point? You know, be having fun to me has always been a key point. Wherever I go, wherever whoever I meet, I want to have a great memory of it, not just a professional strip memory. Huh. You know, it's, it's like, even, even combat, you know, like I found the good, good, the funny things in it. Uh, and I will get in trouble from the tennis. Why are you smiling Portillo? I'm like, shit, sir. I don't know. Cause this is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So you said you've always been like that. Like why, why just why? I don't know. It's such a, it's such such an, cool but like out of the ordinary kind of way to be i don't know um could have been my upbringing just um my my mom i i think i did i used to be a little bit more aggressive and then my mom used to teach me like like was it is it worth it like being that angry or what like is it really worth it like look 
and then I realized that it wasn't like, what did I gain? Like, what do I gain from worrying and being angry? Because a lot of sometimes when things don't go our way, we get angry or we get tasked uh, chores or something we don't want to do. We we get angry, and then and we realize when you realize that, wow, it was, it was it was only ten minutes I had to do this chore for, and I I blew up and I got I got spanked. And then, was it really worth it acting up? You know, like, yeah. so just trying to. And then when the military, I realized that shit, times were gonna come back to back to back. So yeah, let's just have fun. Like smile, have fun. Another shitty moment's gonna come. And whether it's training, there's a saying in the Marine Corps: if you're comfortable, you're wrong. <laughs> you know, like, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Like that book, The Comfort Crisis. Yeah. Marines don't have that problem. Because they, <laughs> yeah. Did you read that book? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, awesome. I'm almost done with that book right now. I'm reading it right now. Great book. But yeah, it's uh so yeah, I realized that uh when there's when you're not when you're not uncomfortable, try to make the best out of it because you're gonna be uncomfortable soon. And if you're too if you're comfortable too long, then you're wrong. You should be challenging yourself or doing something uncomfortable. Just in general, like in life in general. Yeah, like if your life is too good and peachy, then you got to get a new challenge, whether they're working out or a new financial goal or family goal or something. Just get bored if you're too comfortable. Complacent. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting point, but a lot of a lot of people don't think like that at all. It's no, kind of amazing. It, and it's to me, I think it's we're programmed to be comfortable for most people. You know, they like their routine, they like the norm. And I find it boring. I like the unknown. I like pain. <laughs> I like challenges. <laughs> you know, I'm like, like, why would you do that? I'm like, I wasn't really thinking. It just sounded good at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I know that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know you know that. But yeah, it's mm-hmm. funny though. Like, I don't know, because I'm going to say the word, the CrossFit word. But <laughs> oh, that's one one. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, like, because I'm always surrounded by that community. And it's like people who do like to get uncomfortable. And like, obviously, when you come into that gym, you are like, that's what you're looking to do is like work hard and get uncomfortable. But the times when I step out of that, I'm like with people who aren't in that or aren't in anything like that. You're just amazed at how like these people never seek discomfort. And that's a right. big time generalization. But in my experience, like, yeah, when you meet people outside of that space or outside of those kind of places, you're like, do you guys ever do anything hard? Do you ever seek out anything hard? Like it's, it's just amazing to me because it's a total culture shock. I'm not used to it. And you're young. You're really young to to be at that uh that level, which is awesome. Like I remember the first season, you were the youngest one there. And I was like, man, this kid's crazy. <laughs> huh. Yeah, I was 23, way back in the day. <laughs> way back in the day. <laughs> way back in the day, dude. It was a long time ago. A lot, lots happened since then. <laughs> Seems like a long time ago. It does seem like a long time ago. But yeah, it's always amazing to me because. I guess you don't know until you try and like hard times make harder people. I guess if you're so used to comfort, you never really get that. You never really get that feeling. You just get used to being comfortable all the time. 
And sometimes I'm jealous of them a little bit because it seems it sounds easier, but it's it's a uh, I think it's a uh, you're cheating yourself. But I'm like, man, I want to cheat. You know, like I want to be comfortable, <laughs> yeah, and be happy. But I, I, I get bored. I'm like, no, nope, gotta do something. You know, it's uh, I see my cousins with their nine to five jobs and they've been there forever. And I can't do it. I've tried it. I've tried it. Yeah. I can't do nine to five. <laughs> and like, oh, nope. Sitting in the same office every day. It's not for me. Yeah. You learn so much from discomfort and like harder times and just adversity. You learn so much. You don't learn anything from being comfortable. Literally nothing. <laughs> Except nothing reinforcing really. being comfortable. That's. It's okay to be comfortable after a long thrashing session. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you, yeah, for sure. like, you, you appreciate the comfort a lot more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you're comfortable all the time. You don't even appreciate it anymore. You're bored. You're like, eh. Yeah. It's, 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 I forget myself about, you know, I get mad at myself for, for taking things for granted a lot of times, especially when I'm like, man, think about when you were overseas and everything that you, you didn't have. And like, but okay, shut up, David. You're being you're being spoiled. Yeah. Little brat. Like it's it's okay. I complain about traffic or or the seat in the plane, and I'm like, man, you're you're flying on a plane. You know they're paying for your flight. <laughs> shut up. <Yeah. laughs> be uncomfortable and be happy. Like, <clears throat> yeah. No, for sure. So you mentioned the Marine Corps. Can you kind of tell me, take me through that, and how you got there in the first place yeah so i wasn't doing too good in high school i was uh, messing messing up quite a bit i was doing uh drinking a bit drugs um had a very toxic girl um and then i had a moment of clarity and i i left the whole my whole, all my friends and just walked to this park and just laid on the ground and I was like, okay, that's it. I need a, I need a, I need a change. Something's wrong. And I, I sobered up. I locked myself in the, in the, in the, the house for, for about a week. And I told my mom, I'm home for nobody, like nobody. <laughs> and then I went back to school. And I was like, okay, what do I need to graduate? Because I was behind. And they told me, and I was like, oh shoot. So I had to go to school from like six a.m. till seven p.m. After school classes and all these things. And then uh, a Navy recruiter approached me and asked me, yeah, have you thought about what you're going to do after you graduate? I was like, uh, no. Like, I was like, have you thought about the Navy? And he said, uh, I was like, yeah, like the Navy SEALs, I've heard of them, and I, I thought it'd be, I think it would be cool to do that. He's like, come to my office. So I went to his office, talked to him, convinced, you know, almost signed up for I was 17, so I couldn't sign anything without my mom. And as soon as I left that office, there was a ring standing right outside. And he's like, what are you doing in the girls' department? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, thinking about joining. Like, what do you want to do? I was like, uh, maybe see why. Because I want to fight. And he's like, well, nobody does more fighting than Marine Corps infantry. Why don't you talk to me for a minute? Oh, and a couple minutes in there, I like their uniform better. <laughs> <laughs> and... And yeah, the infantry does do a lot more fighting. So I was like, all right, this is what I picked. Went back home a week later, told my mom 
Uh, they didn't tell my mom until a week after. I was like, hey, mama, kind of oh, signed up for the Marine Corps. A week after. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, a recruiter's coming this week on Wednesday. I need you to sign some papers. <laughs> she's like, what? <laughs> and she's like, and I look, if you don't sign, I'm just going to sign it a few months afterwards when, when I'm 18. So just sign it. <laughs> and I mean, I wasn't doing good. You know, I was messing up. My grades barely, barely made it to graduation. Thanks to my recruiter who paid for my fees, got me a tutor, um, made me lose weight because I was one pound from being too, too, too fat to, to join the Marine Corps. So <laughs> oh, I had to lose like 10 pounds, like garbage bag and running around with them. Um, school for an hour every day. <laughs> like I was bad. I couldn't do three pull-ups. Like, I was like so. I was so weak and fat. I played a lot of soccer, but my upper body was not not there. And uh, I barely made it. And I remember when I left to boot camp, my recruiter was telling everybody, I was, "Hey, you better be a guide. You better be a squad leader." And she's like, "Portillo, just shut up." And sound off. <laughs> That's all I need. <laughs> okay, I could do that. And then, um, that's it. I went in. I didn't. A lot of people didn't think I was gonna make it, but I think that's what motivated me to finish because I kept on thinking of all the naysayers, all the people that said, "Ah, oh, you're not gonna make it," and that drove me to make it through. Uh, it was tough. What a 62 recruits, 13 made it. So, oh wow. Yeah, I was pretty proud. I was like, "Jeez, jeez, it was it was rough," <laughs> but it definitely prepared me for for what was coming. Yeah, what what year was this? Uh, two thousand December two thousand two is when I left the boot camp. Wow. And I uh, got out uh, January, February, December, January, February. So three months. February of what? Uh, two thousand and three. Oh, a boot camp. Yeah, okay. Gotcha. And then, gotcha. Then, uh, yeah, a couple of did that a um, few months after boot camp, two months after, no, about three months after boot camp, I was in Iraq, met up with my unit, and 3-5, where uh, Tosh was with Weapons Company at that time, and I was with second, and came back a couple months later, and that's how I met Tosh, uh, Second platoon after the first appointment, we the co- command was a little bit light with us. We we're allowed to do whatever we wanted, pretty much. At the first, like go ahead, go crazy. <laughs> but then, then Captain Shantosh back then came in to, to play and changed everything overnight. I said, like, Jesus, who is this guy? <laughs> yeah, he didn't play around. <laughs> like, what, like when you say changes, what do you mean? Like, well, first of all, he, uh, you couldn't, you couldn't sit down. You couldn't sit down. You couldn't lay on your, like, we, like, while we were waiting for word or class or training, if he caught anybody, like, we would just wait for word. There was not nothing to do. Like, we do our morning PT, you know, 530 in the morning, wake up, go run, you know, go eat chow, and then you wait for a class. But in between all that, we would play video games or, or sleep. But not when Tosh got there, like he caught anybody. He's like, "Hey, what platoon are you with? Second platoon. Good. Bring your platoon in. Like, <laughs> drop your blouses. We're running. We just run. Damn it! So n- nobody could sit down. I was like, "Shit, the hell!" 
Uh, the could, if you got caught sitting down, you're in trouble. Like, God dang. <laughs> and then he would make everybody run, like not just uh, us, but he would take the, the officers run before us. So before, by the time we got into our run, they had already ran like maybe 10 miles. So it's like, Everybody got in good shape after he got in there. The intensity got it extreme. A lot of people didn't like it. Uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of weak. Not, I wouldn't call them weak, but not intense. <laughs> gotcha. Not intense. Gotcha. It sounds like it sounds interesting. It sounds like fun. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's just when you're 19. And you think you're a badass. It's it, it's a check to your ego, and and uh, either you humble yourself and embrace it, and get stronger, or you you fight it and you lose. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. And how long were you in the Marine Corps for? Five years total. I did my um, four years of enlistment. Got out, and then I got a letter from Uncle Sam two years later saying that I do another. Another deployment, so did five total. Oh, gotcha. What made you get out in the end? Uh, it was it became too political, too corporate like. You know, like, uh, it wasn't. It used to be work hard, play hard, like, and, and the play went away. So, and it was the work was. Not even working. I couldn't take my Marines out for a run without permission from, from higher command. And if I made them do push-ups, was that was hazy. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So it became. Uh, I was like, man, I'm gonna lose my rank or or end up in the brig for for normal Marine Corps shit. So I was like, oh, I gotta get out of here. And that all happened so, while you were over those five years. Yeah, it was ex- really when 2002 when I went in. 9-11 had just happened, so they turned up the volume. Like things were pretty, pretty intense and and hard, you know. Even, but as time went on, rules overseas as well as back on in, in the country became more and more strict on like even the words that we we could use, our tattoos, um, Everything just I was like wow like I couldn't had a, I couldn't discipline my Marines how we, I learned pain retains that's the old saying you, you mess up you go run you know for however long your leader wants you to run and you remember it because it sucks yeah or you're gonna you get gonna kick in the ass you know? but now they wanted me to write a counseling report and I'm like well, this is why I joined the Marine Corps so I wouldn't have to write anything you know? but, but and that's why I, and I was like, it's this is it wasn't it wasn't the same. And uh, sometimes I wish I would have stayed in because I would have been retired by now. But I would have maybe lost my rank. So who knows? Everything works out for the best. Yeah. yeah. Like it is what it is. And then once you got out, what'd you do after that? All kinds of things. Uh <laughs> I went worked at a corporate office for a dental insurance company. I made it three months. Uh, I can't sit still. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, just get, I can tell I, that. I would, I would check in and just, I go at six in the morning and it's, everybody goes in at eight. I would go at six and do my work by 12 and then leave 
and come back at eight at night to finish my shift because I couldn't I couldn't stand all the people. Uh, I backpacked to a couple countries by myself because I I joined the Marine Corps to travel and see the world, but all I saw was Iraq, 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 and Afghanistan. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go check out the world and went to Salvador, Honduras, Colombia, Peru. Just just uh, made holes on the beach. I don't like hotels because it kind of limited yourself from exploring the country. Wait, you, slept, you slept on the beach? Oh, yeah. Like, oh. I would just make a hole on the beach and put my pack. Like, How can you do that? Like, what if I made holes in Iraq? I can make a hole in Colombia. Like, <laughs> it's like nobody's shooting at me here. There's no bombs <laughs> coming in. That's hilarious. And if anybody sees me, they think I'm a bum, so they're not going to try to rob me. Like, no shade, little jacket. Bug me. And nobody would ever bug you. Oh. That's hilarious. <laughs> and and Europe is a little harder because it's colder. So I would just take a, a train. Like if I couldn't find a hostel, I would just take a train from one side to the other and sleep from one one train ride back and I'd catch a couple naps and just continue walking. You just um, walk catch a move. Just walking. Yeah. Yeah, buy a ticket. I was working at that corporate office and I saw Machu Picchu on the on the cover of a magazine. I'm like, fuck it, I'm going there. And I and I bought a plane ticket to the wrong part of Peru, but I bought a plane ticket. <laughs> That's amazing. And I got there and, and like I asked, say, hey, how do I get to Machu Picchu? Like, are you you're way far from that? You need to take a plane or take a bus. I'm like, damn it! <laughs> so I just started walking, took a bus, and I'm like, hey, we're gonna find a hostel. Just just wondering, no agenda, no 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 route. It's I think it's fun that way. You just you figure it out as you go meet people always met amazing people and uh, explore the world see different cultures try different food that kind of thing doesn't scare you at all no no not at all it's it's the worst that could happen like you die yeah you could die here on the road every day that's true it's a good point like it's I mean already surviving I survived Iraq and I I really think that but because of what I've seen that everybody has a point time and day like it could be the be- biggest baddest dude and if it's your day today and it's just you can't live in fear just go have a good time time will come can't stop it that's that's a very good point that's a very good point that goes against everything we've that we've been about for the past two years. Yeah. <laughs> the whole COVID yeah. thing. Oh man, it's crazy. Yeah. I I yeah, that's why I'm like, why aren't you worried? Because I travel a lot for work. No, not at all. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> help to worry. Yeah. It doesn't help anything to worry, first of all. I mean I take my precautions, but I'm not yeah. I don't lose any sleep over it. Yeah. That's what's crazy too. Is like worry is a weird thing because we all do it, but it doesn't solve anything. It doesn't help you. It only hurts you. Yeah, and that's what I realized. Um, you know, it was my biggest um tool in combat, and also in my travels. I, I did get scared once in Colombia. <laughs> <laughs> I bet, dude. I bet. But uh, but once I realized that, I was like, well. 
I'm like, I can't, things that you have no control over, like clearing houses, like clearing houses in Fallujah, your heart races. You get kicked down a door and you got to go in there and you don't, know, you don't know what the hell's on the other side. This could be it. You can only do that so many times with your heart racing until you're like, okay, that's it. I don't give a shit anymore. I'm going to have a heart attack. <laughs> and then you're like, yeah, whatever. Just pushing the door in like without even kicking it in. Yeah. I, I realized that it, that's out of my control. Things that are out of my control, I can't worry. I I just can't. It's too it's too hard to to be worried. So I just stop caring. And, and not that I don't care about living. It's just that I, I, I couldn't care anymore. You just couldn't because you'll go crazy if you're in fear the whole time. If your your drawing is running that high the whole time, you're gonna lose it. So you're just like, yeah, another day at the the office. Fuck it. <laughs> I mean, you have such an you have this perspective that not a lot of people have like doing what you like what you guys did like like you said like kicking down doors like not everybody's done that you don't know what that feels like so you have this unique perspective where it's like hey i just don't worry because that's like the one of the worst things you could do like craziest things unpredictable and i get that and i have a hard time sometimes understanding that with like uh my girl sometimes because she she worries a lot and uh and my friends always like my friends tell me, like, dude, she hasn't had that combat experience. She, you know, it's she's it's actually she's normal. You're the one that's a little abnormal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, like, all right. So I try to explain it to her. Like, I look at the numbers. Like, look, um, look at the numbers. Of how many people die on the road every day? Like, the only reason I got a life insurance. Because of because I drive a lot and, and travel a lot and that the road is, the roads are dangerous as hell, yet we don't stop driving. Like you yeah. have a, I have a much higher chance of dying on the road than I do from COVID or or anything else probably because yeah. all the driving I do. Uh-huh. But I don't that doesn't stop me. It's uh and it's like look relax, dude. You're freaking out. You want me to rent off my clothes every time I come in into the house? And you're crazy. I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I get it that she hasn't been through it. And I wish people, that that all goes back to what we started talking about, comfort. They're too comfortable. That one little threat, one little spook, they, they get scared. You know, it's, uh, when you take on challenges like these all day and um, personal challenges like you do yourself, like you realize you're tougher than, than you think, that you can take more than than you think and then you know. So if people would just challenge themselves a little bit here and there, maybe once a year, just do something crazy, challenging. It <laughs> might break you. Even if it breaks you, you're stronger for it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Even if you don't accomplish it, you're stronger for it. Yeah. And that's that's exactly how I felt last weekend, like doing that. Like, hey, this is probably going to break you. You're probably not going to do 20. But you're going to come out better after you're broken and you build back. You're going to be better whatever that's going to look like, you're going to be better because you did it. What number did you get to? It was um, nine and a quarter. Damn. Still a lot. Hit a wall. Hit a wall <laughs> at eight. And you're like, <sighs> it was just like, it was getting dangerous. It was getting dangerous. <laughs> maybe you just needed a cold PBR and Tosh to slap you around. <laughs> yeah, here. right, maybe. <laughs> but yeah it's just like it's a culture thing man like just 
things that we've made things so easy. Just everything's automated. Everything's everything easy. Like food's easy to get. Everything's easy to get. It's like, yeah, something like COVID comes along and like, hey, we're going to freak out. Even though it's really not that, like, really not that bad. But we're so used to everything being perfect and everything being great. Like, yeah, so a threat like that comes along and people are going to freak out because they don't well, know any the better. Media, the media, you know, <laughs> infiltrates their minds and their, and their 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 hearts with fear. Uh, I like I'm I'm sure when we were overseas, the media probably made it seem way worse than what Fallujah was. Like, or maybe I was just very ignorant or like my the way I look at things. Like, oh yeah, shit bullets. <laughs> like, <laughs> like oh yeah incoming <laughs> like, i would seriously i would really smile at motors i'd be like oh shit here they come oh, <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck are you smiling because i don't know where it's gonna land man <laughs> i don't know where it's gonna land could <laughs> <laughs> <Still> be it <laughs> I just found the sense of humor in it because I had to. Like, Portia, do you even know? Where, like, my, my, my own platoon members, like, Portia, do you even know where you're at? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I do. I mean, I guess everybody everybody deals with things, like, differently. I mean, like, some people deal with hard things and, like, I mean, that was that was an extreme, but, like, with humor. Yeah. I do all the time. Like, with, yeah. yeah, like, I'll laugh at things that I shouldn't laugh at. People are like, what are you laughing at? What do you, what... How are you laughing right now? I'm like, it's like, if you think about it, so what we're doing is funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm here. I've been going for 11 hours. I'm doing Murph as many times as I can. Like, this is funny. Yeah. My hands are bleeding and everything yeah, look at my hurts. Like, look what I, like what you did. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But... I, I was laughing at my nephew. Like, we had that, uh, that overnight thing with Bristol. Like, oh, yeah. 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 You know, my nephew, he like, oh, I almost sent him your way. He, he, he like, he, he just flew in to kick my ass because he, he used to live with me and I, and I trained him a little bit and I got him, I used to take him on runs until he got to the point where he could beat me. I'm like, okay, good. Now hold this rock. <laughs> and then we go run and he like, couldn't make it. And then, so he, now he looks like freaking all ripped up. I'm like, oh, I got you uncle, but he's never done wall walks. Neither have I. And oh, that shit sucked. <laughs> like, yeah. it, just, it, it just killed him. Yeah. Killed me too, but, but totally destroyed him. I wasn't ready for that. Like, oh, that's life. <laughs> life throws you shit you're not ready for, and yeah. you just got to adapt. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's true. For sure. And I beat him, and I was like, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah, young buck. <laughs> Almost there, buddy. Almost yeah. there. <laughs> Almost there. <laughs> Yeah, but of course, Bristol beat us both. Fucking beast. Of course. <laughs> yeah. It's a monster. Yeah, yeah. So what are you doing now? I work for Quest Diagnostics. I check on uh, diabetic people at home that don't take care of themselves. So the insurance sends me to go check out their A1C and get an image of their eyes, check out see if they're getting any um, damage done by the diabetes. And uh, I just get the images and the doctors check it out. What is that like? It's cool because I get to see a lot of the country that I would have never seen on my own. Like okay. the Bayou, New Orleans. The bayou. New Orleans <laughs> bayou. Yeah, the Bayou. Yeah. I think of 
I've seen beautiful places of the U.S. I would have never been by myself. I've covered about 46, seven states. And I mean completely see it because when they send me, I cover a lot of the state. It's, uh, It's a lot of fun. You meet a lot of old, beautiful people. Uh, they have a lot of wisdom to share. I always like to ask any 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 wise advice for a young huh. guy like me, and they, and they give me you know like most of the time is life is too short. Don't you know? Don't waste it. You know, don't don't sweat the small things. Uh, yeah, don't don't trust your wife. I get that. Uh, <laughs> don't trust your wife. <laughs> yeah, I mean like funny things. It's it's just always they're all over like. 60 to 90 and it's always fun to listen to them i wish i would have been taking pictures of all of them have a big ass album and a little story ah yeah but but yeah it's uh it's, it's a lot of fun it's better than being on the same spot every day it gets a little annoying sometimes when you know flights get canceled or delayed traffic snowstorms tornadoes stuff like that but uh yeah it's, it's chill i'm, I'm Kind of tired. I don't know what I'm going to do next, but I'm thinking about switching here in the next year. I'm over it. Gotcha. I, I realized that I'm getting sloppy, and it's because I'm losing interest. And once that happens, you need to find something new. So I don't know quite. I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do yet. But also, the 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 whole vaccine thing is, is limiting my choices because oh, I don't boy. get it. Because what? <laughs> So I won't get it. And then like, <laughs> the, the company is that close from enforcing it. I'm like, I live in Texas. <laughs> you know? I live in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> right now, they already told me that I can't go to uh, New York, Colorado, or California for work. Can't come to Colorado? Not for work. Oh. So. Yeah, what a me- what a just a messed up thing. Like, it's so stupid. Yeah, it's just it's terrible. Like, it's like it's sort of like like you guys you you know that it doesn't prevent me from spreading it if I get the fucking shot, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or, or getting it. Yeah, so. it's crazy. It's wild. Yeah, it's a little... like it's it's just to the point where nothing makes sense anymore. No, nothing makes sense anymore. It's it's like down is up, up is down. Is. It's like what. Um, men are men are women and women are men and 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 there is no difference between e- e- either of them. Anyways, I don't know what we're talking about. But, uh, it's just crazy. Like, and, and I could get a joke for saying something like that these days. It's like, oh shit, I, mean, I shouldn't have said that. But, but cancel culture. It's, it's out of so control, man. It's out of control. It's out of control. It's it's funny. Like I'm. I wonder when my kids are gonna experience when they get my age it's crazy crazy stuff yeah who knows dude metaverse metaverse, was that thing that facebook just did the meta Meta something yeah like complete digital i can see it happening people are just gonna get plugged in in the morning not even leave their house (laughs) show up to work virtually and get everything delivered to the door it's like the movie uh wally (laughs) yeah dude we're literally heading for that that's 100 percent accurate yeah, I was like Jesus. It was, it was they were, they were, they knew what they were talking about. 
Dude, your kids will have like by by your age, they'll have like their eighty seventh booster shot for COVID nineteen. <laughs> yeah, I just heard today there was. We'll like be wearing forty seven masks at once. <laughs> yeah, dude, I saw something. I saw something where it was like you're you're not going to be considered vaccinated unless you have the booster shot too. Yeah, we're like yeah. getting close to that, and I'm like, oh, geez, you have go. all of them. Like, you're not fully vaccinated, so I got to get four damn shots just to get to your <laughs> to your requirement. You're insane. No, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. <laughs> right, so let's talk a little bit about Diesel Day. All right, the first one, the one you and I did. So, what made you sign up for that in the first place, and what made you just decide to dive in and go for it? Well. It was, it was, and I didn't really think about it. I was having a few beers with my friend from uh, Florida, like through just a phone call. And I was like, man, like Chantal's just having this um, diesel day, and I really want to go. It was the first one. And he's like, but I don't know, like, I don't feel like paying for, like, because of 2020, I was going through some rough time. Like, I don't feel like paying for, for something I used to do for free, getting destroyed by him. <laughs> getting destroyed by him. <laughs> so I hit him up. I sent him a message. Hey, sir, like, hey, I'm a, I'm a little bit outside of cash, but, but my friends are like, just hit him up. Send him a message. I was like, and we're pretty drunk. I was like, one, two in the morning. And so I sent him a message on Instagram. Hey, sir, I want to do this diesel thing, but can I make some payments? I'm a little tight right now. And he's like, I, I didn't, I, I totally forgot about it because we we're pretty hammered. And I woke up and I see his message like, Portillo, this one's on me. Get your ass over here. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, oh, what did I do? <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> no, because my girls, like I told you, she's very fearful. And the whole COVID thing was just getting like, heated, you know. It was a couple months since when it started. And I was like, hey, I, I got uh, to go to Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, boy. Yeah, she's like, What? Why? Like, what do you do? Like, I gotta go go run for twenty four hours. Like, it's it's gonna suck. <laughs> yeah. And well, I mean, I was ex- I haven't seen my captain since Fallujah, so that's why I was excited for it as well. Um, we he left midway through Fallujah. Oh, I saw him once once uh, when I got recalled in two thousand nine. Random encounter, like I was at a bar and he walked in too. It was funny as hell. So. <laughs> Cause he was wearing dress blues, like, like I was just with sweater, chilling at the bar. And uh, he came, two lieutenants came in, dress blues, and I tell my corpsman, "Hey, look, look at the boots, like the new lieutenants." I'm like, ah, boots, like new guys, pretty much. And then comes in Chantage, like <laughs> he literally stumbles in, like, ah. <laughs> now, like, my eyes get open, I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> like that's Chantage. <laughs> And I'm like, oh damn! I, I get like scared and excited at the same time. Like, oh my god, he's gonna destroy us! <laughs> and I try to get close, and uh, these lieutenants try to stop me. Like, hey, can we help you? And then Tasha looks at me like, Bart, what's up, man? Like, get out of the way! <laughs> like, gives me a big old hug. Like, we were swinging bodies while you guys were still in college. Gives me a big old kiss. Let's get wasted. Like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> so that was the last time I saw him in 2009. And I was super excited to go do this thing. I'm still, I like, still keep decent shape. You know, I still run and work out. A lot of veterans don't, but 
I think it helps with PTSD and, and well, physical conditioning, of course. And I was like, well, let's see how I do. Like, I was kind of scared of this shit. I don't want to get destroyed. I don't want to, like, I don't want to look bad as the, you know, Marine that served with them. You should look far behind and struggling and dying. Yeah. I was worried. I was like, man, when I saw you and Dusty, I was like, God, I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are going to smoke me. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we, I did all right. Um, yeah, just, I knew at the end of the day, I wasn't going to stop. Like, I, I don't, I know that I'm going to make the 24 hours. It was just a matter of how, how well I was going to do. One of, one of two things I finish or I pass out. <laughs> That's the only two. Yeah. The two outcomes. Yeah. Where does that like, don't stop, don't quit attitude come from? For me, the core. Yeah. And boot camp, I, uh, um, I had pneumonia and I kept going, sweating bullets, drinking my own vomit, just because I like, oh, you better swallow it, you better swallow it. <laughs> Don't puke on my parade deck. Don't puke on my parade deck. Just uh, you push through and just. I realized there in boot camp was the one the first time that I realized that I'm I'm not gonna die. You know, like even though you think you are, you feel like you are, you're not. And if you, and even if you pass out, they wake you up. They'll <laughs> bring you back to life just to make you hurt again. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's where I learned that like, hey, it has to end at one point. Either the event ends or you end, and then then they wake you up. <laughs> but the, it's just that's just the way it is. And, uh, like that's where I learned never quit. It, it, everything has to end. Uh, you just keep going until it ends, or you end it. You did your best. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, man. That that diesel day was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> I saw. <laughs> you know, like I, the, I think you helped me when I dropped the damn weight down the mountain. I was gonna I say that it was hilarious. <laughs> when I, it was like I three or weight, four like, in the morning. Shit. Yeah, it was, was way down there. Yeah. Dude, it was like, I was like, oh, if I just up the path and I shine the light and it's like way down there. It was like, oh, shit. Yeah, I was like, I was like, my, like in the Marine Corps, losing a piece of gear is very critical. You can't lose gear, gear accountability. And I, I'm like, I'm not going to be the one that lost the weight. Like, like, like Chantal, she ran. I'm like, no way. And I, was like, I had to wait for somebody like, Someone to just make sure I came back up that them. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, good, wait for me. And then, uh, and then I the story that you told me about Dusty like carrying a, a bear. Like, <laughs> we still Hobart and I still we talk about that story all the time. It's so funny. I mean, that was a funny story, man. That was hilarious. Like, I, I think we all went a little. A little crazy on that one. You have a lot of time by yourself because we're not all together. Yeah. So you're like kind of struggling by yourself, your own head playing games. Yeah. Which is which is different, like the fundraiser event, because you're with a partner the whole time. Yeah. But when you're alone, you got to fight your own mind and your own limits. So yeah. it's, it's a different kind of challenge. Yeah. But yeah, that was a lot of fun, and like, all the people there were awesome. 
uh, Will, Will Grimes and Eli. I still talk to them both. Uh, listen to their podcast. Listen to your podcast. I still, still can't get into the that the the crossfit. <laughs> there you go. Said it again. Just two shots. <laughs> yeah, let me get one real quick. Come on. All right. It's just it's kind of hard when I'm on the road so much. You know, three days in Jersey, um, New Orleans, four days in New Orleans, four days in New Jersey, home for four. Yeah, and then on the road again. It's it's hard to become consistent with a with a gym. But when I'm on the road, that's why I have any time fitness because they're they're everywhere. They're keep going and do my thing, night day. Sometimes I do it between my my patients. I'm like, oh, there's one close by, and I go in there and just get thrashed for an hour. Yeah, go in there, go to my appointment, all sweaty. Hey, hey, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. You get it in when you can. Yeah. How about you, man? Like, what are you up to? Besides getting destroyed. <laughs> like, you, go, you, go to, you go to a lot of the events over there at the ranch yeah 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 I've been helping them out with a lot of diesel days yeah I said like, man lucky <laughs> like, but do you feel like you when you when you're coaching there do you do you like want to go run with them <laughs> you're like oh man I want to do it kind of it's just cool to like see each individual person go through it like on their own you know, because yeah, like we've been through it, yeah, and to see like how different people deal with it, you know. That's I, cool. I want to try that. I'm gonna hit him up. Like, I want to see it from the other side, sir. Check this out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's cool. Because everyone deals with it differently, and like everybody goes through different things, and some people come out of it, some people don't. You know, I mean, everyone comes out of it, but like it takes different amounts of time and different types of efforts, and like things to like get them out of it which is cool to see it's fun you have like a one person that, that you're like wow what that was pretty cool that you notice they're they're they hit the wall and then, then they, they overcame it do you have a particular participant that you've um, seen that in yeah yeah so like recently my dad came out with a bunch of his friends from back where i'm from in chicago like eight of them came and like they that was a that was probably the best overall performance I've ever witnessed that diesel day, like collectively. I think we got everything out of everybody there that we could have. Nice. And there were a couple there like rich, rich ended up winning and he just like his last time on the trail and stuff was like crazy. Like he was done, but he just, he just kept going. We walked with him, got him another lap, got him another lap. And like, it was crazy. It was cool to see. Like he was done. Like <laughs> kind of delusional. Like just just had nothing left, but like just kept going for the full last two hours, which was really cool. Yeah, it's and I think it's also good and valuable in life. Like uh, sometimes we all do hit, and I'm talking about a lot of veterans. We hit those walls emotionally or mentally and you know it's it's okay to get help like 
someone just to give you a little push. They don't have to do it for you. Yeah. Just let them, you know, let it, it's funny. Just having somebody behind you makes you walk that extra lap. Right? Hobart did it for me on the first diesel day. I was struggling the, before the last hour, you know, and uh, he came with me on the last one and I didn't put that weight down once. I was just like, just because he was behind me. He didn't say anything. He was just walking and talking to me. That's it. Yeah. It's weird. And really, that's all it takes. Like, you know, people think it's got to be some big, like, motivational speech. That's rarely ever the case. You know, if you're just yeah. there for someone, it speaks volumes. Like, that's all you have to do. And, like, in life, too, just in general, like, if you just let somebody know, like, hey, I'm here for you, or, like, hey, I'm thinking about you, whatever, like, that can make, that can be, that can make all the difference. True. I do that more often. Because sometimes we just think people are doing good and we don't reach out. Yeah, it's a big, it's definitely a big thing. And like, then you start to play the game of like, well, they're not reaching out to me. It's like, well, it's a two way street. Like, you can reach out to them too. Yeah. And that's a big part of it too. What about your uh, CrossFit? You ever going to go to the games? No, I'm not, I'm not like competitive like that. No? No. <laughs> you look like you are. Dude, the, monster, man. dude, those guys. No, that's all those guys do is train. Specifically for that all day long. I like to do stupid stuff too much. <laughs> <laughs> you have to have a little fun, huh? <laughs> have to have a little fun. Do some, you know, some long workouts that probably shouldn't do. Probably aren't the smartest, but to me, those are the most fun. Yeah, long stuff that nobody wants to do to me is the most fun and the most rewarding. I want, we need to do. I want to do something long, longer. Challenge myself. Okay, thirty hours accomplished. Barely. Yeah, I think I think staying up till one or two wasn't the greatest idea. That was the move, <laughs> dude. You had it. Yeah, that was the move. <laughs> I was like, geez, really regretted that. Like. A, <laughs> I remember um, my exo Macintosh, Rex Macintosh, and yeah. his wife. Pretty, well, she was pretty concerned, uh, and yeah, rightfully so. I, I should have been concerned too, but yeah, <laughs> I've been doing it. I've been doing it like this for a long time. Yeah, so yeah, we'll be all right. It's we'll funny, survive. dude. Yeah, yeah. Like Hobart was probably in bed at like eight o'clock that night. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody was eight, eight ten. I was shaking though. I was like, I was shaking it when yeah. I finished. So yeah. Just walked straight, like, walked straight to the shower. I was like, oh my God, my body's going to shut down. Yeah. <laughs> and I lay down and, uh, and passed out. Like, bridges came over. Like, hey, man, you want my blanket? I'm about to fly out of here, man. Good, good working out with you. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Diesel Mike came over. Hey, dude, good seeing you. I'm just like, Coma, like, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah dude, that's that earned comfort right there. I was like, oh man, that was a rough one. Barely made it through that. <laughs> Ooh, I learned my lesson though. Yeah, uh, ten o'clock next time. I'm gonna bed. <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah, you won't do that. Oh yeah. Why would you yeah, do that? Yeah. You'll miss out on all the good times then. I'll just have a good time till ten o'clock. Till ten. <laughs> You know that you know that won't happen. That's a goal. We'll see what happens. That's a goal. <laughs> oh man. Go 
Well, then already is obtained. Yeah. What's what's another event you got going on? Right now, I'm not really thinking about anything. <laughs> Taking a little break. Yeah, well, yeah. well, actually, uh, next week I'm going home for Thanksgiving, uh, back to Chicago area. And we got this lake that we grew up going to that's about 22 miles around. And we're going to carry. We did it. We ran it, ran, walked it last year. Started at midnight and tried to beat the sun up, the sunrise. And we did. This year we're just going to do like, I think a 50-pound pack around it. Some more of like a ruck around the lake, which would be cool. Yeah. And more fun tomorrow. At a real time, like start at noon or something, I think they want to do. So not midnight. But I always like those midnight starts or stuff like that, you know? Yeah, it's, it has another um, element of challenge because you, your body normally thinks, oh, it's it's almost time to go to bed. But no, yeah. it's about to get started. Yeah, exactly. Or like, <laughs> an eight or like an 8 or 9 p.m. That's how I felt with like a Brista's event where we showed up. And like, honestly, I didn't want to go. I was hoping that she would say – Hey, I'm not gonna make it because she went. She had a football uh, wrestling match for her son, and like, hey, we're, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna push it up a little bit later to like 11. And I was like, oh man, hopefully she says she can't make it. Like I was, yeah, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like secretly hoping for it, but she she came. I was like, now we gotta do it. Now we gotta do it. <laughs> now we gotta do it. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, it's it was hard to start at that time. I, I know at two o'clock. It was funny because we we started, and um, Ginger, as soon as I pulled up, he came out and he had a, a twelve of PBRs, and he was going to the neighbors to give them some beers, and so I walked with him, like, and I had a couple had a beer with them, and then they gave us some moonshine shots <laughs> before the event. Oh, nice. Yeah, but they were cool. That they the, the, the I st- after my first hour, I stopped with them. Hey, who wants to go around with me? And I was just joking, and they, they they said, "Yeah, we'll go." And they all ran with me without shoes. That they, they were like with socks. They ran like a, um, two miles with me, just barefooted, and they started working out with me for an hour because I was alone and Brista and my nephew were running as a team. I was I was going alone, and they ran with me till like two a.m. and I was like, man, that's cool. Like, they just stopped their drinking and start running with me. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Cool. Yeah, yeah. You got anything else planned coming up? No, not really. Uh, I kind of want to do this event in Mexico. They have this, uh, like, uh, I think it's thirty-two miles on a pretty rough terrain. But it's funny because it, like people really, really get hurt on this terrain. There's, it's not like the U.S. where there's, why you know, taped off areas. People slip on the them cliff and they eat shit like bad. Oh, wow, like broken legs, broken backs. And I'm like, oh, this sounds interesting. <laughs> no, I don't want to do this. <laughs> and uh, I got a cousin. She's she's getting into running and she just started a CrossFit uh, uh, gym oh. over there. She didn't start one. She joined one. Cool. And she's she's all about it. She's been going on at five thirty a.m. every morning, and I'm like, good, good for you. Yeah, it's awesome. So I'm gonna go run it with her. And, uh, but yeah, uh, it's just a different. You gotta cross rivers like knee high to waist high, like climb rocks. And I was like, okay, this is different. Normally I run long, you know, like marathons or something long. 
but it's all flat. You know, there's a trail, and this one doesn't have an exact trail. You just kind of yeah wing it. Uh, so, okay, let's do it. You want to go? What me? Yeah, it sounds cool. I've never been to Mexico. You never been to Mexico? Nope. Oh, then you gotta go, man. <laughs> when is it? Uh, I'll find out the dates. It's not till after the the New Year, so we got some time. All right, all right. Let me know. That sounds cool. Uh, have you have what? You ever been to South America? No. <gasps> Dude, that's where we should be. <laughs> there are a lot of places to go, I guess. Um, Peru, Machu Picchu, five days of hiking. You would yeah. love that. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I've, I've, yeah, I've, I've liked, I'd like to go there for sure. Don't go to Colombia until you're ready to get married. Why? Because they're gonna want to marry you. Oh, okay. Like that. Like, look at you, stud gringo with American <laughs> citizenship. Good looking like you are. Like, ooh, they're gonna be throwing themselves at you. <laughs> And they seriously do that. They seriously like, oh, you're American, and they'll try to marry you. Like, this one girl gave me a cell phone. Like, here, call me whenever you want. Like when I was there. Oh wow. <laughs> I was like, oh, interesting. She flew like she was in Bogota. She would fly to different parts of the country, try to try to hang out. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> Not getting married. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Jeez, you need to travel, buddy. It's 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 a very educational. I know. I definitely need to, and I definitely want to for sure. But just a pack, no plan. Start walking. Start walking, man. That's just the, that's the theme of the night, man. Just start walking. Don't fear the reaper. It's like anything, dude. Just start. Just start. Just start. Just start. Stick a step. Just take a step. And another one. If you think it's too much, you're not going to take that first step. Yeah, you'll Just never regret it. You'll never regret it. You'll never regret starting. I have Marines that are afraid of diesel day. Huh. And it's I'm like, why, why are you afraid of diesel day? Like, like one, some, some, some of the Marines are afraid of of not being to Tasha's approval. Okay. But I'm like, he's not, uh, he's not our captain anymore. Like, you know, he's, he's our, he's a dude. He's a dude doing dude things. That that was our old saying in the, in the when he was a captain. Yeah. He was like, hey, we're just we're just dudes, right? We're just dudes doing dude shit. Lip cigarette. Like, he was very different than the other guy. Like, no blouse, just shirtless. All the all the officers, you know, like completely well dressed. He's just like topper. <laughs> Good shit, right? Good shit. School <laughs> you know, like, circle, like no formations. And, it was, it was a relief in that matter after the hard work being non I wouldn't say non-professional but not as strict not by the numbers and then gotcha. they're afraid of not, not being there physically but I t- I'm telling them like dude it's not about the physical part you do yeah. your best that's all you can do yeah you don't have to do oh you didn't finish you, finishing is whatever you do whatever you can yeah yeah and don't don't like you could do that. You could do twenty four hours. Trust me. Like, yeah. I've seen other people, and if they could do it, you could do it. Like, don't be afraid. Yeah. So much to gain from it. Every time I go, I come back recharged. Like, like fuck yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, dude, I'm, like I'm a badass. I'm a badass. <laughs> not, not not like I'm like I killed it, but just like damn, I, I survived another shitty, yeah. <laughs> shitty event. 
Uh, and it, it it refreshes my mindset. It humbles me again because I see like, oh man, these there's some badasses over here. I need to catch up to. I gotta you know keep my game up. Yep. And I told Marines, do it, do it for yourself, do it for you know for families because you you come back and you're just like, it's all good, babe. You know? <laughs> yeah. Life is good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel every time I go to Diesel Days. Yeah, life is good. Yeah, man, life is good. Life is good. But uh, even with all the crazy stuff that we got going on, life is good. Life is good, man. Yeah, it's always good to remember that and think about that for sure. Come on. Yeah. What else you got? That's it, dude. That was all. That was fun. You yeah. got anything else? Where's your shot? What? Where's your shots? I think you said CrossFit what, once or twice? Uh, Twice, I think. Uh, you know, two shots. <laughs> dude, all I got is a beer sitting here in front of me. Just one? Only yeah. brought one? Yeah, only brought one. It's a 24 ounce, though. It's a little bigger. It's two and one. Okay. Somebody gave these to me the other day. I only have two, so I guess it's the same. It's the same, I guess. Yeah, it's the same. But, yeah, dude, thanks for doing this. Yeah, man. Hope it will. I had a good time. 